Hello, welcome to Gentlemen Don't Get Caught. It's a podcast about the musical of REM. I'm Lynn, and here with my friend. You said that very tentatively, like, is he my friend? No, I <laughs> said the wrong bit tentatively. I meant to say here tentatively because we're only here through the magic of the internet rather than yes. here in person. Right, right, right. <laughs> but obviously that came out wrong. Apparently, I'm just feeling super insecure today. <laughs> anyway, my name's Ali. And what's your name? <laughs> did you already say uh, that Lynn. you were Lynn? Have we covered that? I think I we did. Know. I don't know. It's it's very late. It's been a long week. It's only <laughs> Thursday. We're here to talk about the last track on Automatic for the People. It's Night Swimming. No, it's not. It's Find the River. Yeah. Which, Why do I you still know, if you're going to confused? do some night swimming... You have to find a body of water. You do. It's true. Maybe it's a river. Doesn't have to be. In fact, I would suggest maybe don't choose a river because there might be currents. No, I'm no expert on night swimming, but I would have thought a lake would be a safer bet. Possibly. Depends whether there's crocodiles or alligators. Or well, lake sharks. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely like river dolphins. There might be lake sharks. Or if it's a lagoon, creatures. Just creatures generally. Just, yes, especially if it's a black lagoon. Mm, Got to watch for that. Yeah, yeah. So just ask, what colour is this lagoon? Don't mean to sound racist <laughs> or anything. <laughs> well, it's night, so it probably looks very dark, regardless. Good point, good point. Unless it's a very moonlit night, which I think Ooh, the one point. they were talking about in Night Swimming was. Anyway, enough of this rambling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's probably a bad thing to say, given, you know, our format. But anyway, it's true. so this song, how would you describe it in a musical sense, Lynn? Um, in a musical sense? Yes. I have written in my notes that it's a song of haunting inevitability. <laughs> but I'm not sure that describes Spooky. it musically. It's, it's, I was going to say it's a bit minor, but it's not, I don't know, is it that minor? Uh, it like straddles is... the line between being... A bit sort of sad, but not really sad. It's quite sad, but not as sad as it could be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's still some there's still some sadness to reach. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like especially the verses are sadder sounding. Like it's yeah. like pensive and mm-hmm. m- like mildly melancholy. Yeah, there's definitely rather than full blown mourning. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, this is this is not a weeping song. It's not just the titles that feel a little confusing in my mind because mm. it's not completely different from Night Swimming. No, there's obviously less piano, lot and I would say it piano. is more mournful. Yes, way less nostalgic and less nostalgic, but it's not totally dissimilar. I'm just trying to justify my own confusion here, but yeah, I would say this demonstrates a restraint musically that I kind of wish they'd exercised on night swimming. <laughs> on the other hand, maybe that would make the album too samey, but I, just from a personal taste point of view, this is m- way more my jam than night swimming yeah. is. It's still, I would still describe it as like quite poppy. It's got a very like sweet melody to it. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like... I found it like quite forgettable, but like just just when I was doing the listen throughs to the album, mm-hmm. this was never a song that stuck in my mind. When I actually forced myself to focus on it in order to actually prepare for 
this episode it's kind of like it sort of snuck up on me i was like this is way better than i've been giving it credit for but yeah. it's just so unassuming you know it's just like yeah i think po- possibly the poppiness or the melodicness made me write it off as a bit boring but actually it's just really pleasant but also that so f- f- the fact that it just it's very easy on the ear mm-hmm. made me kind of not think very hard about the lyrics they just sort of washed over me and then again when i was forced to concentrate on them i was like oh it's quite a lot going on here yes it's it's a song that has snuck up to me over the years mm, like okay. just because it's an album that i'm quite familiar with and i feel mm. like maybe when i was younger i didn't appreciate it so much and mm. then then you got old yeah <laughs> yeah i get it. this is a song where i think definitely age helps um not just time familiarity with the song because like you say when you first right. hear it it's just a bit melodic but yeah. yeah it's almost i don't know it's by no means like a perfect song but going back to everybody hurts and just saying like oh it's a bit simplistic it's a bit like teenagery mm. in its kind of simplistic sort of sentiment i know and there's a bit of a there's there's a little bit more complexity maybe going on in yeah, I feel like there's a sort of a wry knowingness and kind of yeah. ever so slight kind of ironic humour, but not in a mocking way, just in a kind of like, oh, well, you live and you learn. Yeah, sort that's of, definitely a part. Sort of a way. Um, yeah, I guess just I just wanted to mention a couple more things on the music before we mm-hmm. mention, we get properly into the lyrics. Uh, I really like... I don't know whether it's harmonica or whether it's keyboard that sounds like it, but just mm-hmm. it just has this melody line that's so pretty um, yeah. and wistful. So I like that a lot. And then I like there's like a sort of about two minutes ish in. It's a little bit further on than that. There's sort of a reintro. It kind of the mm-hmm. song song starts again, and it's just so restrained and sort of tentative. And you've got this like this little bell or symbol and the guitar slows right down it's just like i don't know it it just feels very crafted <laughs> like very well thought out this song they don't mm-hmm. they're not like throwing everything at it they're just like nope we have exact quantities of everything and we're just doing everything in its time it's just really well done yeah I'm probably maybe giving it more credit than, yeah, than I thought I was going to. But yeah, it's just, it's just very solid. Anyway, back to the lyrics. I was just going to ask you one more question before we move on to lyrics, oh, sure. which is how do you feel about it as an album closer? I think it works well. Yeah. Especially possibly with the subject matter. I could easily see Night Swimming working as an album closer, but I think this is just as good, if not better. I mean, not least because I like it more than I like Night Swimming. I think, I wonder whether some of my baggage with Night Swimming is that I was introduced to that song a long, 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 long time ago, like way back when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So there's... Part of me maybe just thinks, oh, well, this is the sort of thing a teenager would like. This sort of song is a song that a mm-hmm. teenager would like, which sounds really snide and mean-spirited. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm wondering whether that's what's 
why I'm slightly taking against that one. Like it's it's too obvious or something like something yeah. snobby like that. Um, but anyway, yes. Um, how about you? Yeah, I really like it. I think particularly as an album closer. Mm. And to close this album specifically? Um, yeah, I think it works pretty well. I know we'll talk about more that mm. next episode about the album as a whole. Sure. But, but yeah, I think it it has a sort of, like you say, a certain degree of poppiness mm. that kind of goes with a lot of the songs on the album. But, yeah. But also is a bit melancholy. Yeah, it would have been weird if they'd ended this album on like a minute and a half of atonal thrash. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. It would have been a choice. It would have been a very like... That's what New Orleans instrumental number two was and they just thought they couldn't they couldn't do it. They recorded it but it just never they didn't put it on the album. Right. Or, or do you mean New New Orleans instrumental number one? Oh yeah, which one was it? I wanna which say the one, one on? that's on the album is instrumental number no oh no you're right you're right okay sorry i thought i got confused no i i got confused and i i made you second guess yourself (laughs) (laughs) good work (laughs) yeah it was it was new orleans instrumental number zero was the like a minute and a (laughs) half of atonal thrash yeah they were just tuning in yeah yeah yes lyrics is this another song about death maybe or is it more like not specifically death, but more like mortality and the path of life? Yeah, it feels more like middle agey than it does death. I think. Okay. I think it's about that kind of middle aged realization of death <laughs> more than death itself. Yeah, uh, the uh, fin- finitude, finitude, fin- yes. finiteness. I don't know. Yeah struggling with my words today yeah because there's it seems to be like the song is taking us through like a a journey of life but it's like the narrator is looking back on his own life or maybe he's talking mm-hmm. to a a younger person like just the opening line hey now little speedy head like it's like talking mm-hmm. to a person who's like really rushing through life and kind of trying to seize the day and all that stuff um, yeah, I really like the the two lines. You have to go to task in the city where people drown and people serve. I feel yeah. like just reading it out like that doesn't really do it a service. But just like yeah, that idea of you know big cities can be super daunting and mm-hmm. hard work, but they um and. I'll, a lot of people don't necessarily do too well. Like, yeah. They go with sort of big ideas of like wanting to be successful there and, and then really struggle. But yeah, um, it just made me feel a bit <laughs> nostalgic for actually living in a bigger city than I live in now and just having a, a bit more going on. But uh, there you go, that's just me. Um, but I just thought it was a very like succinct summary of like how that can work out mm-hmm. um so that seemed to be like you know like an early point in somebody's life like like young adulthood like just getting out of university or just leaving home or something like that you've got the line <laughs> this i think this is where i was talking about the sort of wry humor um the 
don't be shy your just deserve is only just just light years to go like <laughs> just sort of achieving security and stability is feels like a long way off yeah uh, but also you're still young and then that idea is returned to later on when we've got we're closer now than light years to go it's kind mm-hmm. of like a realization of <laughs> kind of age maybe but that's interesting because it's like it switches to a we um so maybe that's alluding to like settling down and finding a partner um mm-hmm. uh it's interesting just like it switches from like different perspectives like it's you and i and we yeah i wasn't sure whether it was a sort of partner kind of thing or just a I don't know, like an acknowledgement of that kind of human universality. Path. Yeah, that universality mm. of it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, if anything, more plausible. Mm-hmm. I I learned something looking up the lyrics to this song. Yeah, because I had never come across the word vetiver before. <laughs> I had never heard of that. I am. Um... No, I didn't really realise the context for it, except we were around, I guess this must have been, oh my goodness, because of lockdown, probably mm. quite a while ago. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't feel that long ago. <laughs> we were around someone's house and they had like some, yeah, some air freshener scent or something mm. that was bergamot and vetiver. And I was like, oh, like in the R.E.M. song. <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> I'm sure it. that's what inspired Michael Stipe. He was just sitting in somebody's house and was like, it's a very fragrant air freshening you've got going on there what what flavor is it so so yeah there you go it does exist in real life yeah (laughs) it's not a word he made up who which came first maybe some 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 development person at some air fragrance company was was you know it's a big rem (laughs) apparently (laughs) it's just like the chicken or the egg thing was did exactly find the river come like before that. air it's fresheners? Exactly like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I'd never heard of that. A bergamot or bergam- I, bergamo? I don't know. It turns out like they're from Italy, so it's probably the tea is probably not silent. Um, okay, but anyway, it's in Earl Grey tea. That's, right, right, right. It's most it's famous uh, citrusy. Use in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in so, that, so I knew bergamot, but vetiver I'd not heard of. But it turns out like both apparently are used as sort of like rudimentary painkillers. Okay. So I wondered whether that was to do with like the aging thing and just being a <laughs> bit like creakier and stressed and not young and carefree anymore. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but... <laughs> I mean, there's a slightly like... I don't know whether you'd say self-pitying, but there's the nothing is going my way and... Uh, later on it says none of this is going my way mm-hmm. um, yeah just like a regretful note yeah it it does it does feel a bit self-pitying I agree with you There's, but I think also with the flow of the song yeah, a lot of it is about I guess life's changes or something and, mm. and it feels like it feels perhaps like it's an expression of that feeling more than more than like no not necessarily that nothing's going my way now, mm. but in a like that is a stage that you go through. <laughs> which, yeah, yeah. Um, or there are times when it feels that way. Yes, or or it's a recurring mm. on and off theme. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you when you've lived for a long time. Um, yeah. Um, I quite like the line, the privileged and weary eyes. I kind of thought like, just like the like the balance of that line. Like mm-hmm. it seems to be saying like weary because, you know, you've been around a long time. Yeah. Uh, you can just the world is a tiring place, but also the privileged side of like if you if you get to be old, um, not everyone does. Um, yeah. So the fact that you've you know got to enjoy a lot of life um, seems to like as I say balance that line. It's just like like I said, it it's a it's a well crafted song, and I feel bad for the, <laughs> the number of times I just like kind of ignored the lyrics because it's just it just just washes over so like gently and unobtrusively. Um, yeah, and then the river empties to the tide feels like kind of. I don't know. That's that seems like the the death bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the sort of like the losing of individuality or whatever mm-hmm. being becoming one with the force. <laughs> um but yeah, so now that I've brought everyone down, yeah, uh, uh, do we have anything else to add about this about this song? I, I don't think so. I think it's a song of sort of subtle complexity and pretty melody yes cool so join us next time as we discuss the album as a whole uh here on gentlemen don't get caught thanks for listening bye bye turn on narrator toggle switch on gdgcpodcast at gmail.com uh structurally what am i doing this is awful